Well, good evening. Welcome to Monday night. Happy Valentine's Day. Apparently, I'm the only one who got the memo to wear red tonight, but I do want to thank you all for taking time out of your Monday. We really love the fact that you joined us. We really are admiring the dedication you took on your night. And if you're doing this with your loved one, um, man, they, they are dedicated as well. That's all that I'm going to say. That. <laughs> John is John is on um, some some legal drugs tonight, so so no um, no uh, uh, disclaimers for him. That that is his disclaimer. So if he says something a little off the walls, mentions some software that should never exist, um, some band that that it was highly overrated, it's okay. I'm missing, I'm missing my Huey right here. There's. It, the show, I mean, in the background of my set, there's two things. There's the album, and then there's the the show the uh, show program from a concert. And I mean, oh, I thought that was your garbage can. <laughs> I thought you just used it to tear away the mice. Oh yeah, okay, thanks guys. That's see, I love the support that we get. Yes, <laughs> listen, when they start paying for this show, I'll give them more support. <laughs> Um, I guess that's the time I'll quit the show. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. But no, tonight, tonight we are going to be talking about love. We are going to be talking about things that we love as far as DJing. Um, and, and so it might just be John and I, MJ, MJ, just MJ. MJ's got, got a lot to share tonight. Lots I've got to a share. lot. Of, I've gotten creative with the, uh, uh, the love stuff. So you'll be surprised. Okay. Okay. I feel better now. So I, I, I think we should start talking about it tonight and build off really what what we saw last night with the Super Bowl at the halftime show because I think there, this is this has been really with halftime shows has been a very polarizing. I.e., people either loved the halftime show or they were like this was one of the worst, you know, the top five worst or top five best. And I and I think that. The reason for that is because the people who grew up with that type of music and were at that that optimal age, that is something of that music and genre that they absolutely love because it was there during those impressionable years. Yeah, MJ, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, MJ, I know that's probably not in your wheelhouse, you know, that, that harder music that doesn't have violins and you know banjos Wait, you consider that hard music violin and banjos wow i was just surprised by all the uh, uh fema sheds that they had in the middle of the field <laughs> the no FEMA they stopped the containers are us and picked up their road crew on the way uh, that's that's the fema sheds oh my god it did, it did look like that but then when someone had looked at it and said it was kind of like a neighborhood you know these are different houses in a neighborhood what it was and, intended to be right and, yeah. it, and it's like yeah that's kind of a cool thing because that almost you know has that new york feel obviously it wasn't a you know the brownstone type um housing but that you know the, everyone's right next to each other and they've got the these family units going on and life in, in there but then they can all come out and be together for so i said it, got that john but. says new york and every one of the artists is from the west coast I know, but that's that was my best. You go to the West Coast, and I don't think you see that type of housing there as much as you do on the East Coast. San Francisco. Have you not watched Full House? Like they they would always show like the the houses like boom 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 boom. And yet the set was so large that there's absolutely no way you could make that set in a house that's only like 14 feet wide, which is very common with San Francisco type houses. Well, Unless this is you LA, have the so. 
MJ wide camera, you know, if you've got that, you're in good shape. <laughs> well, you were talking about your Keep camera. in mind that, that, that nearly half of all of the homeless in America live in California. So well, it is, it, it's at least a warm enough spot to be. That's probably why. But, yeah, because yeah. right here, if you're if you're that way in Minnesota, you're you're awful cold right now. Awful cold. Yes. So so let's kind of talk about um, music that we love. I think that we'll kind of branch off of of that Super Bowl thing, and let's kind of dive into that. And by now, I think we we should be up to MJ's you know disclaimer. My disclaimer is y'all keep picking topics that make me seem grumpy because I I still am having an issue with this whole dj world that we're part of because it just all seems so pointless you know it's i don't see it the way everybody else does i've just i play some songs i collect a paycheck um i i don't set a morning alarm that's pretty much it and that is one of one of my starters for things i love is the fact that i don't have to set an alarm um that's very important to me you know i i uh but aside from that, I just don't get off on this business the way other people thrive off of it. Um, I could probably be doing more videos. Like we've talked about, like last week after the show, we talked about it and John and Dan tried to be like my little cheerleader or my, my friend supporting me. I didn't want to call you both cheerleaders because I just do not want to picture y'all in skirts. Um, but Dude, I was a cheerleader in college. For real? For real, for real. Not in a skirt, obviously. Missed opportunity. <laughs> Comment section, feel free. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna dance around that. Um, yeah, like I have room to talk. There's several videos out there of me in hammer pants. So come on, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the whip and the ponytail. Yeah, the ponytail. That's right. Um, but no, seriously, it's this is a business that people love for different reasons vastly different reasons sometimes mm -hmm. um and i think we're going to hit on those tonight you know and I, I that's my disclaimer is that um if you don't agree with one of us there's probably someone else you're going to agree with or if we don't hit on the thing that you love definitely mention it in the chat so back to the question of music what 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 styles i and i know this answer but i'm i you know because we've talked and and of course mine is like a naive and, and novice um type of understanding of it but not necessarily for playing but what is the style of music that you tend to tune to for your own enjoyment uh that would be um thrash metal polka um it's a new genre i'm trying to start yeah um <laughs> You know, we might be able to win the Grammy with that one. I, I don't think there's a lot of uh, competition. We might pull it off. Also, also, I, I, I hack on the Grammys every year because those of you think that the Grammys are something great. There are 150 randomly chosen professionals in the industry that pick the Grammys. It's not by a person being liked. It's not by popularity. It's a random people that call themselves experts in the business. So your job could be writing uh, 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 album notes. And you could have a vote on what the best band of the year is. And people are starting to realize that the Grammys are a joke. And this year was the absolute lowest viewed Grammys ever. And I'm happy about that. Um, speaking of music that no one listens to, um, <laughs> I love anything dancey. You know, 120 to 130 BPM. Uh, I like a lot of like down tempo house, instrumental house. 
Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. DJing has ruined music for me to where mm -hmm. 90, I honestly, like legitimately 75% of the time I, I don't have music on anywhere because I just can't stand it anymore. That That's why I say I have trouble with this whole DJing thing because it's just like it has really ruined everything for me. So and if you thinking, love music, don't become a DJ. Well, and I was thinking about that for people who were listening to last night and were saying, oh, my gosh, this is great. And you were seeing uh, comments of, uh, you know, oh, my, my wife and I, we were up dancing uh, to, to the music from that, that era in the late 90s. And I think that part of that, the reason why that, that people got excited about that is that those songs, while great songs and they, they had their, their power and they were there for a while, is that they haven't quite come back yet. I mean, yeah, occasionally you'll get California Love, you'll get a request for it, whatever, and Snoop was used here and there. But I don't think they have been overused quite as much as they probably will be in two to three years. I know we're going to start playing them again soon, that's for sure. Oh, I'm sure that, that we're going to... Uh, Every single Super Bowl, whoever performs, we got to start playing that for the next couple of weeks till the people shut up. Sorry. You know, but in the same respect... It Yes, in the aspect of them resurgence, and we'll have that to a degree. But in the same respect, I feel like there's still been that that good reaction. So, so the reaction that you saw from, or or whether it was on your Facebook feed or whatever, to where in, in that positive aspect, that was something that if you happen to grab one of those songs and and throw it into your mix, was getting positive reactions prior to this. Um, I don't, I definitely don't think I would have done a set of all you know five or five of them um of the, of the throwbacks you know in the same set wouldn't have thought necessarily about that but grabbing one or two different times absolutely it's it's definitely worked in the past for at least for the events that i've done yeah i wonder if we're going to have more um people branching into either some of you know dre's got a couple of songs that were used back when we were playing that uh, that type of music or uh, even even some of Snoop, if they're going to dig deep, deeper into their catalog, and we're going to get people requesting some of the, their music that, at the time, we couldn't play specifically some of Snoop stuff at high schools because he was viewed as a, uh, you know, that he was there. There's, he was smoking pot and whatever, whatever. So some of the schools were really down on him. I wonder if the, we're going to have a resurgence and and usable type music now because people are in a different place than we we were, you know, 20 years ago. I think even just the fact that it's that it's more of a throwback, it's more of a classic, opens up that window tremendously. Um, you know, certain songs that in the moment it was like, oh no, can't touch that, can't do, you know, can't use that song because of of connotations either from the artist or whatever. That suddenly you you know you take it back ten years or in, in this case you know over twenty, and suddenly it's like, eh, that's really not bad. Mm -hmm. That's a classic. Like it's a classic. We can go ahead and use that. I mean, like think about party up, you know, DMX party up just the, just the lyrics in the first verse alone are enough that I usually, I almost cringe half the time yes. when I go to play it. But in the same respect, it's like, nobody seems to turn a blind eye to, or nobody seems to, you know, be awake to it because it's a classic. And, and so I, th I have a feeling that because we're more removed, you have that, more flexibility that more freedom that people just don't care as much twice during dan's little comment there people who are into like the classic bands of like zeppelin and stuff are cringing every time that he puts the word classic with rap music they are freaking out right now that's all right i didn't say classic rock you gotta say people when they when they, they hit a genre classic is this nothing else nothing yeah. else can be classic shut up fair enough you're just that old. That's all. 
Get off my lawn. Yeah, get off my lawn, you. How can they so, start? So let's get in. Let's let's get a bridge off now. MJ made a great point, and I think as DJs, and I've been been there, and and I, there's a level of music that I don't listen to today because I just I'm sick of that type of music. You know, the kind of things that we have been playing week in and week out on a regular basis. And I and I think that's a real thing for a lot of DJs that if you play a lot of high school dances, unless you're listening to catch up on what's the newest thing with the charts, you're probably maybe not for your personal enjoyment listening to the top 40 charts. You're going somewhere else. And um, and I think that's that's a kind of a universal maybe or a high percentage of us do that. And it's interesting when you start talking to DJs where they go. You know, we, t- the, we talk about that sweet spot of when you're from like junior high to high school is is your favorite music genre typically was when you experienced it at that time. My personal self, you know, that would have put me from, you know, like the early 80s till, you know, right across the 80s spectrum from the early 80s to the uh, the end of the 80s. And if I'm if I'm going to put something on in the house, I mean, if the kids would come around here and, and ask, you'd ask them, they would tell you I'm playing oldies, old music, but it's from the early 70s type of a type of a thing as opposed to that. Um, and I wonder if 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 that's something that is fairly common that that DJs even go farther out of that favorite years that they would go to something that was that was unique or different that you know they may have had their prime years in the 80s but yeah now their favorite is the 90s type of thing i don't know i think i this is my opinion of it there's a lot of djs out there that kill their own job because they're playing music that was like oh this was good music when i was a, you don't understand those to those people it's old music yeah you have to disconnect from good music and bad music. You really have to disconnect your definition of good and bad and play what the audience wants. Because mm-hmm. good and bad is different to every single person all the time. But to John's point, I think when it talks about us just listening for our own selves, like not, I, I agree 100% when we're talking about playing and, and, and the difficulty that that can create. But I think when we're talking about the, uh, you know, for our own listening, pieces so my, my sweet spot is going to be in the is going to be in the 90s and what i've found a lot of times lately is i'm listening to more of 2000s i i'm listening more into into that throwback in that aspect than i am going all the way back to the 90s do i like the 90s absolutely but i almost feel like i i'm i'm done with it and mm-hmm. and a part of that was because maybe five ten years ago that was what i was playing a lot of at weddings was because that was that was what was you know current that or not current that's what was rather hot. the the sweet spot for yeah thank you the hot hot for the couples and and the wedding parties and so now that i'm kind of burnt so i almost progress newer than my sweet spot and and try and stay maybe a good couple of years ahead of even what would be the sweet spot of the couples that i'm currently serving so i'm not burnt out so you're really what you're trying to do is you're trying to follow the flock of birds in your hunting. I want to be ahead of them. Head of that. Head of head of the flock of birds. I got. Yeah. I'm going to beat the restaurant where somebody else killed the bird, cooked it for me, and now I'm going to eat it. <laughs> and they've told they've told you exactly how it's all going to go and what you need to do. This is it. You're no, it's, it's it's like I said, it's to everybody. Uh, if you want to say what I mean, I definitely consider myself more of a '90s person than an '80s person. But I'm not going to listen to 90s. I'm going to listen to like newer sets of house music where it's like the whole album thing 
or the whole song thing. I don't get that. Like, oh, so-and-so's album. Don't give a flying crap. If I like this song, I like this song. The rest of the album, on my experience, sounds nothing like one song. It's everything so different, I can't stand it. So that whole thing, forget that. I'm just going to listen to some, some DJ set on house music somewhere, and that's it. Just let him pick the songs and and probably in 10 minutes shut it off and turn on like wave sounds from the, the sound machine. I'm sorry that I'm so tainted. Robin already gave me a, a sigh uh, uh, emoji in the chat. I, I'm just, it's just not, I, I can't explain it to you. Um, my, my set, like I told you, I got creative, all right, with my set of things I'm happy about and love. Well, one of the things I love about DJing is that I don't have the ability, nor, or have I ever needed to use Megaseg serato record box or tractor i love that i absolutely love that <laughs> all the important things so let's let's flip it, flip it flip it flip it you're on the wrong side sorry oh, he's, he's, <laughs> he's so darn excited about getting a drink finally <laughs> so so let's let's continue on that direction let's talk about about the technology that we have um specifically the the software and the capabilities more than just the mixing software there's a lot of a lot of the the technology there and there's got to be something obviously mj virtual dj is a a a program that you you definitely enjoy using and you love that software for your okay are there other tools in that digital realm that uh, you find very appealing that uh, that that you use utilize on a regular basis my third one, because I, I told them, guys, I made some funny ones and some serious ones. My third one is a funny one, but it is serious, and it does have to do with that. I'm happy. I love the fact that I no longer have to uh, use records or CDs. I don't have to go to record stores. I don't have to buy CDs. I don't have to burn CDs. So the whole technology of having the MP3s and the computers and stuff like that, uh, that I love that fact that I have that freedom just to piece things together. So instead of having to go out and buy an album for one song or buy a CD for a song or buy the maxi CD or, or whatever word they choose to use at that time and force down my throat, um, I don't have to do that. And that's one of the things with this technology, how it's changed and how we get music as DJs, I really like. So, And that was actually one of the ones I was thinking of is that the – music delivery capability that we have to at our hands nowadays where it would be oh i got the i got one version on this cd and then i got another one you know from this company on their cd and then i could there really wasn't a lot of of other options out there unless i was using limewire or napster you know when that became available otherwise you got what you got and that just the ability to search find things and even if you're just buying things on you know itunes Sometimes there's a dozen different uh, versions of a song on iTunes already. So that that capability is one of them that I absolutely love. I want to throw one in on that exact same level of what we're talking about is like the Shazam type programs. Hmm. If you don't want to know a song, you can Shazam it and then go buy it later. Uh, I think that that whole technology of identifying songs too to then go and get. And people who let me in cell phones so I can reach over DJ's shoulders and take pictures of the songs they're playing. <laughs> it's so funny because I was going through my list of songs and I'm like, I can't find some of these. And I went back to the DJs that I thought 
well, I took the pictures from, and they're like, I don't, that's not my song. That's not, and everybody was like, I don't know, where are you getting these? I'm like, I thought I got them from you guys. And they're like, none of these are our songs. I'm like, who the heck am I taking pictures of? So that's whole technology, people. I love it. So, yeah, and I, I will agree with that like my one, like one of my lists, right, right at the top was the was controllers. Now that was more on that side of it. From from the standpoint of they're a heck of a lot lighter than carrying a dual deck CD player along with its mixer and and the CDs and the cases for the CDs. Like like you know you think about all that weight that went into that, and and now controllers are by themselves extremely light even the ones that are massive now of course you do have things that have the motorized turntables and that's a different story but but the controllers in general have gotten to be so light it was actually kind of funny so i was doing some cleaning up as i was flipping the room here and i came across my uh mc6000 mk1 and i picked it up and i went whoa (laughs) like the weight on that which was it was in you know it fits in the 19 inch rack mount and it's not, it, it's probably as deep as a 7,000, if that, it probably much smaller. And yet the weight is probably twice what like a 7,000 was. And it just completely threw me because I was not expecting it. I expected to grab it just like any of the other ones. And it was, and it took me back. But, but so even, even the controllers themselves have kind of continued to get lighter. Their cases, no, but the controllers themselves, yes. Breach. <laughs> I'm going to throw it in every chance I get. Absolutely. Yeah, that, so, there's, there's a lot in that technology that uh, some DJs get upset about that, you know, oh, it's not real DJing. It's not this and that. Whatever, dude. Seriously. I mean, because I think of I think of using DJ equipment as like a car. We all want to use what we, we want to drive what we want to drive. Some of mm-hmm. us don't need a truck. Some of us need a car. Some of us need uh, fuel efficiency. Someone needs seating room. So it's not going to be the same for everybody. So, you know, if you offer me a new car or an old car, I'm going to say I'm taking a new car. Screw that old car. So I don't want to go on a turntable because to me, I heard a friend of mine say, I don't like controllers because they just look like toys. And I go, yeah, and I don't like turntables because they look like antiques and you look like an old person stuck in your ways. They didn't like that. They never asked me back to DJ again after Yeah, that. probably not so much now. And then they bought one. I had a friend of mine literally said one day, and this was about 2006-ish, he said, first time I ever see one of those in a club will be the last time I ever DJ. What does he use in a club? Bam. Yeah, the controller. So whatever, dude. I I'm I am seriously going off on tangents tonight. No, I apologize. That's, that's okay. That's Because next we should head to the gear area and talk a little bit about 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 the type of you know maybe some of the improvements in the gear or things that we love with that or if there is a a certain type of gear that has become something that you and obviously controllers are are a part of that uh, that discussion but i want to actually actually talk about uh, one of the the things i want pieces of gear that i like that I, i'm going to be bringing back this year once again probably the third or fourth time is that 20 inch mirror ball that retro mirror ball effect has has gone away, and uh, it's yet it's oh, one of those. Okay. It's it's that mirror ball is just something that you, every time we brought it out over you know once in a while here and there, it still gets the ooh and ahs, and you've got those nice twenty inch mirror balls that uh, and the, the stands and and a, a nice pin spot. That was one of the things I didn't have a decent pin spot to justify that twenty inch ball uh, at some of the shows. Well, this summer. I'm in venues where this is going to be a perfect fit. So this will be a year of doing that because 
I just of all the lights I've had, intelligent lights, moving head, uh, uh, scanners, whatever, that silly mirror ball effect, and we used to just have a 12-inch mirror ball we'd use, has the one that had gotten the most wow and the most uh, comments over the years. So I love my mirror ball, and I'm going to be bringing that one back uh, for this year's weddings. Okay. Damn. <laughs> uh, I will not be bringing back a mirror ball. Um, and, and in fact, I, I used to have one here somewhere just to. I have I, a friend of mine that has that. two 24 inch ones, and he's like, You sure you don't want one of them? <laughs> I, no. No. See, and I think you've got to have the right situation in that because this summer I do have events where they would work. Uh, last year, so we were outdoors, we were under tents and different things. And. You know, I'm not going to have it where there's a wind coming under the tent and the, the ball is swinging because then all of a sudden the dots are like, woo, 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 as they're going around. Next thing you know, I've got a room full of seasick people. Everybody's doing this. Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't, if they're drinking and doing that, that's one thing. But when they're doing one it because thing, the right. mirror ball is making them seasick, that's probably a bad. And see, part of the part of the and one of the things I love is part of the reason why I would not go back to a mirror ball is because I like the simplicity of a quick set and a quick strike. Sure. And so one of the things that I love when it comes to the lighting has become like the all in ones. I haven't switched over to the gig bar moves or, or the gig bar, um, you know, one, two, whatever. I'm still using a, I'm still using a four bar wash, but I like the idea of basically I put a stand, I put the light on and I connect power and maybe a wireless DMX or, or a DMX cord, depending upon how I'm deciding to run that night. And I'm done. Like I'm not, I'm not taking time. Cause I remember when I had my mirror ball, I had it on a chain. I had to put it on like a tripod over here and I had to put the spin spot. I had to set that up over here and, and I had to make sure the two shot each other. And like, for me, like, I'm, I think that's awesome that, that you want to do that. And, and I do agree with the fact that the look creates a different feel because you don't have that piece being used really by anybody anymore. Um, with, with some exceptions, obviously, but you know, I, I like I said, I what I love is the fact of then that that quick strike and, and the way the lighting has developed be basically be that we want to we want a whole light show and we can put it together and I don't have to set up 20 tripods to do it. Yeah, and I think that quick that quick up and down is uh, is a huge thing. And, and that's also one of those areas. I think, you know, MJ's made his his little uh, his little quick system to go. I think that's become such a part of what we do now that you almost start to overlook it. And then when you have a show where you have a big setup, you're like, Oh my gosh, this half hour setup is killing me. <laughs> I remember one night uh, doing a set somewhere. I was invited in and um, they had, you know, the guy had turntables and stuff and I had a controller and it was in a case and I just flipped the case up on clip, clip, took it off the table while he's over there just pulling cords still. And he's like, man, that must be nice. I'm like, yes, it is actually. <laughs> I, I will not hold back to try try to make someone else feel uh, because a lot of guys choose that to have the look. That's fine if you want to, but don't hammer me in reverse because I'm not, you know, living up to your look. If you want to choose it, that's fine, but don't try to guilt someone else into it because I'll just throw it right back at you. You know, one guy, I actually helped him pack his car up and I lifted up his he had a turntable and a big heavy flight case. I lifted up. I said, did you lose a bet? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, to have to carry this around all the time? I mean, like, are someone forcing you? Did you lose a? I mean, I don't understand. Why would you? Oh, oh man, I like it. I like it. Whatever, dude. Sorry. More people in the chat are loving me. Yeah, Happy right. Valentine's Day, y'all. 
Yeah, I remember the the old the old uh, our very first coffin where it took two people all we could do to get that thing moved into a a place and yeah now today it, that that was heavier than than anything that I have in in my show it's probably the equivalent to like a a, a sub and a half you know to, to weight wise there was a guy that used to spin at one of the clubs that I I DJ'd at and he would come in with two turntables mixer and an affection unit all in one coffin. And the thing was like almost as tall as him. It had wheels on one end and he would like have it on his shoulder, wheeling it all <laughs> and it's down behind him with wheels. And I'm like, really? Every time he got in there, hey, who can help me lift this up? He literally had to have help putting it up on the table. I'm like, yeah. Go or dude. So Dan, Dan, uh, talk a little bit about, uh, the look of the gear. Now you, we, you talked about the fast up and fast down, but, uh, they look compared to what what maybe was is that has your feeling of, of today's gear and the look changed than what you did 10 years ago absolutely absolutely and and i like i like the compact feel like the like the compact look um and and so the fact that we've really turned into for a lot of our events into the line array whether it's the evolve 50s whether it's the rcfs whether it's um the american audio you know the the line array look has really come along to the point that creating a great sound and creating that compact piece so that you're not you know taking up a huge space like i i when i look back at the pictures of what i had when i first set up so i was using uh, two T-bars with it with an I-beam across the middle. So for my lighting. So I was taking up this huge amount of space. I had a huge 19-inch rack mount in front of me. I had, you know, two 18-inch subs, poles with 15-inch with tops. And, and I was running all this gear, you know, for 150 people. And, and not to say that you can't, but, you know, I just, I was taking up all the space. You know, and then I also think about like the space that it was taking up in my vehicle going back and forth. Right. And and now we've gotten to the point where things are, are much more compact. Like I love the fact that, you know, for, for majority of my events, I'm using the Evolve 50s. I had the booth that I have and I designed it to be able to carry both of those speakers, the bases and the tops in that booth along with all the gear. So I'm basically rolling in, pulling them out and, and, and going with it. And I love the fact that it, that compact piece has create has been slick, sounds good. You know, I, I don't care which one of the companies or which one of the models you're choosing, they all have definite benefits and, and improvements over where things were 10 years ago, especially in that style. And, and so being able to have those pieces is one of those things that I really, I personally like. And, and I found that I get compliments from my venues in addition to sometimes the couples like i have venues that when i when i'm setting up like they're walking by like if they haven't seen the evolve 50s before or something like that they walk by and oh like i was i was expecting the big things i'm like mm -hmm. no no here we go here we go. we're good to go quick easy elegant and it sounds good yeah mj as far as gear um from what you would what you used 15 years ago to today has are there some things that you have today that you wouldn't go back to you wouldn't go that direction what, what are your thoughts with that um definitely don't want to go with a round play button I have to be a square play button um 
Uh, ah, I just love digging on people there. Um, I this is this is going to sound kind of contradictory to a lot of the people, but I uh, Dan talked about the small Denon one, and I remember being so happy with having something that small. And then I also had um, there was a small Newmark. Was it Newmark? I think it was Newmark. A uh, uh, small controller and a couple other ones like that and i i never want to go back to something that small ever again hmm. you know when i when i moved up to full size it was like i feel like a real dj again uh, sure. I, you know though that was nice to carry something tiny um i don't want to go back to something small like that lighter's fine <laughs> i have no problem with lighter just i don't want to go smaller that's that's kind of my thing and the stuff does the same thing it did 15 years ago I mean, there's, there's uh, other than the fact that it's a little bit easier to midi map now, um, and I think the sound cards in the stuff are a little bit better. Sure. But yep. yeah, I mean, little things like that. But uh, I just don't want. I th I'd like the size of what I have now, like the seven thousand or the uh, Rain One stuff in that general size. Um, kind of fits that middle ground. I like bigger, but bigger means you have to carry more. Yeah. So I think this. I think this is that that middle. A, a compromise between big and and not too big i guess is the way to say it mm -hmm. yeah. i like the fact that it's not like i don't feel crunched that's the know? main thing like that, i don't like, want a dj like this you know <laughs> i don't want to like a praying man is djing <laughs> i feel like i'm relaxed a little bit they're like i am your dj no i always say the turntables should not be any smaller than your shoulders they should be no closer together than your shoulders so it gives you room room to function yeah you don't bump I, stuff as much you know i don't know i will say one one thing that i am so glad that we have completely i shouldn't say completely but almost completely gotten away from and that's um up lights with wires and dmx cables mm -hmm. i am so thankful for battery powered and wireless like can i can i throw another thing in with that exactly what you're talking about dan because i don't deal with the wireless as much as you do but the wattage that was required back there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, that sure. whole thing, bye. It does not need, I don't need nostalgia for that. Oh. Yeah. LED lights for life, you know. I still remember. I still, so when I started out, I, I was clueless, right? So, so the, I was taking to events for like par 56s. I think they were 56. Maybe they were even 64s. Like these were the, like the big ones. And because I, I was clueless. And so I just went online and I found something and, and that's what I ordered. From, I think it was from PSSL or something like that. And, but there was like the really big ones. The heat that one of them kicked off, let alone having four of them, how I didn't blow breakers and everything else. Because these weren't all, I also, come to find out afterwards like when i get when i finally got rid of them i didn't just have like the normal par 56s i had like the specialty versions mm. that had like the 500 watt bulbs or something like that like something <laughs> something like really high and so the fact like i didn't catch anything on fire i didn't throw any up i didn't burn any outlets like i how that happened i i still am shocked by it but yeah, I do not miss the the wattage or the heat that was kicked off by them. Because that was the other thing I couldn't like. I would I would have to turn them off first and let them sit while I tore everything else down. Yes. Or I put them in a huge foot locker to transport. Oh, the days of running an extension cord from this outlet, and then let's see, this is a different circuit. Or no, we got to go into the auditorium and run a cord out from there. And then we don't turn on the coffee pot. 
yeah so okay i think we got it so this this light tree and and this is side the lights are on that outlet and this side is on that and we have a sound on a on another outlet okay we should be good and yeah someone we we forgot we've got to calculate in the hand blower in the restroom yeah it's like oh uh that was one of the things that when i i few years ago uh i i decided to kind of look uh when i got the gig bars on the what i was pulling and what i could mm -hmm. possibly plug into and i figured running the controller the laptop two k12s two gig bars i can run off a not a business but a house double plug and get away with that without pushing it too hard and i thought holy crap you yeah. know not a, not a, not a business but a house i'm like am i really only pulling that much and numbers are numbers you know you, you look at the leds you might have four bright leds but they're probably less than 100 watts that's a single light bulb you know mm -hmm. oh yeah that that a system like you just described mj you might be pulling 400 watts max yeah and it's just it's crazy that uh, when you start looking at the wattage on a kilowatt with lights and led lights and our, our more modern sound systems how that uh, how that's changed yeah so let's let's hit one more area and then we'll uh, get things wrapped up here. Um, let's talk about the business side of it. And MJ, you kind of started off with one of the the things you like about the DJ the DJ business. I, to me, things one of the things you love about the DJ business. And so well, let's 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 start with yours again. I, I didn't I didn't have this on my list until you just mentioned it right there. But I love the fact of the digital business side of things now to where contracts. Like I, I deal with contracts with the casinos. They're never paper. They send it to me digitally. I sign it on my phone, send it back digitally, keep a copy in my things. I never have to print anything out. So there's a lot, like I've not done a printed contract and I couldn't tell you how long. Mm -hmm. I, they're just a, not a part of my world at all anymore. So the whole back and forth digital, not having to be there in person, not having to print things out, um, being able to be paid digitally, like, you know, you stand there yeah. right there until it hits your account, you know, or someone just going, yeah, I'll, uh, if you open for me, I'll, I'll give you give you 50 bucks or something. Then they'll just slap 50 bucks over. Don't have to worry about going to a vending machine, uh, you know, a, 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 an ATM to get cash for somebody. Stuff like that that has made the business side of it. it like I said, at least for me, because I know some people still like to go the other route. They like to see the checks. They like to go to the bank. I mean, like, that's another thing. They send me a check in the mail uh, for DJing. Um, I just open it up, take a picture of it with my phone. I don't even have to go to the bank anymore. So that side of the business world has really made things better for me for a person who doesn't, who's the artist who has trouble with the business side of the entertainment business, you know, because everybody forgets that half, half of the entertainment business is business. And it helps me a lot, uh, the mm -hmm. technology on that stuff. So good point yeah I, I hadn't even really been thinking about the technology side and the contracts and things but that's a great great point oh, even For just things like things like dj event planner and 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 the oh, other yeah. ones that are out there that that have just come so long you know come so far to be able to, to speed things up and and i was so hesitant for the longest time uh, of jumping on board in fact i've only been using uh event planner now for about a year and I, I got on it last year. Tonight, I had a phone call with a couple. They are from Indiana. After that phone call, they were said, yep, let's do a contract. I said, all right, let's get all the information. I said, 
As soon as we get off here, five minutes, I'll have it your way. 15 minutes later, I had a signed contract and the deposit paid. Before, that was like a two-week turnaround. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. You know, at least so, so you're like, oh, even, if it, even if it was, I mean, in the very beginning, I was sending the contract through the mail with a postage paid envelope for them to send it back. And then I was like, okay, now I'm emailing it and waiting for them to send it back. Like the whole thing tonight from, from beginning to end, I mean, it hasn't even been four hours since I talked to them, mm-hmm. let alone since everything happened. So just the fact that all that turnaround was so was so quick, like that alone, if I could if I could correctly have talked to myself back then, I should know I would have done it sooner. <laughs> but but people have told me that, and I couldn't I couldn't believe it. Like I I shouldn't say I couldn't believe it, but I couldn't realize it made that big of a difference. Right. Until it did. Mm-hmm. Until it did. And of course, I think the whole ability to meet and talk via Zoom and do things like what we're doing that. I think has been a such a game changer because you're able to you really utilize your time much better where you can go and you can talk with a couple and I can click on at you know 6:59 we can talk at seven o'clock and we can talk for 20 minutes and I'm back home at you know 721 type of thing where there isn't that hour of travel to go somewhere and meet them and having no shows and, and wasting a ton of time and yet because people because of the whole COVID thing, people are more comfortable with this methodology of communicating and it's in some cases been really quite nice because they've got their stuff set up so that they can communicate well i've got things set up so i can communicate reasonably well and we can have those experiences and uh, and again save a lot of time and money with travel mm-hmm. i don't get to drink as Definitely. much caribou coffee though there is that i yeah. don't know what to say about that coffee <laughs> coffee things I'm not a coffee person, but yeah, it's, it's, there's so much like to some people, you know, there's a sharp learning curve if you're not a technology person. So if this doesn't fit you, these things we're saying you might not appreciate as much as we do. Um, I do believe that I was talking to somebody the other day about how keeping the brain engaged helps you stay young and helps you stay active. And learning these things that we do in the DJ world, both the the DJ software side of things, the business software side of things, um, all of that technology, um, if if you stay with it, it does benefit you. It is very accumulative. So if you're not that person, take take some time to try a couple of things. Um, You don't have to go down the deep end like I do and spend, you know, a week out in the middle of the desert remapping something or like lately I've been reworking on websites for the book and uh, trying to learn all of these plugins and add-ons for WordPress that I've never used before Um, and and having to let go of the fact that I did it all on HTML before and now I'm like I can't I I can't do that anymore because I can't I can't figure out how to resize the HTML for mobile phones because that's where the majority of stuff is now so take don't you don't have to go that far try some little things in your life you know try the digital contracts try if you've not if you've not tried them um but i want to encourage you that that you know if you want to be in this for a while longer little things like that they really once you get set up can make your life easier for sure so i do want to get back to mj you started out by basically saying that that one of the things that you loved about the DJ DJ world was that you didn't have to was you didn't have to get up in the morning you didn't have to <laughs> set an alarm yeah you don't have to set uh, an alarm and I think there 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 are little nuances whether it 
and it might be that can expand out to even self-employed type uh, situations, but there are benefits to what we what we do. Um, you know, we can we have a flexible schedule, and uh, you know back when when uh, Lori was uh, DJing and uh, with us and, uh, as part of the uh, the team, that we were able to uh, you know she had was working at another newspaper at the time, and we were able to do some midweek camping. Uh, because our work week for the DJ was on the weekend and, and she would have a couple of vacation days from the other spot. That flexibility uh, is, is a big a big part of why I think a lot of people get into this and really enjoy being part of it is because if they need to take a, a day off, a half a day off, you can. Yeah. Work in corporate America, because I've worked every kind of job there is, from factory to cor- corporate America, outside stuff. And it, let's say you have something going on, like try to try to set a doctor's appointment uh, around work. <laughs> it's just not going to happen as simple as that. Um, there's just a lot in that. And that's when you talked about, you know, uh, uh, no alarms, I literally have a set on my list there, set my own schedule slash no alarms. Yep. And it, it's not for everybody. But for me, being able to look at my schedule and go, I need to accomplish this by this time, but Tuesday is going to be a very beautiful day. I'm going to get out and enjoy Tuesday and then work late the night after or before or whatever um so a lot of that puts it in my hands and as a creative person that gives me so much more peace than i can even explain to you to where i i'm not dreading stuff like i even look at like like an average let's say an average gig we do is five hours let's just throw that five hours even if it's not that great of a gig that's less than an average person's work single work day and they've got five of them to do we're just there once, you know, so there's little things like that that makes it like at least said for me, it's me suck it up a little bit more and, and you know, I can get through things and there's just a, a lot, the creative side. And like I said, you're all going to see this when the book comes out because I'm going to start doing stuff that is contented around all of that. And you'll see where my MIDI mapping comes into the creativity and, you know, all mm-hmm. of those things I consider being part of my creative life, all the, all the, all the mapping, all the, 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 uh, uh, making my own flyers, um, all part of the DJ business stuff. Again, you don't have to go down that road as far as I do, but I really love it. And, uh, a lot of that makes, makes this why I enjoy DJing, not necessarily because of the music. I don't hate the stuff I DJ, but, um, it's not my first choice, but I get to dance around a couple, I get paid to dance around for hours. Um, (laughs) sleep in uh download new music i mean come on now this is this is kind of a blessing i don't look at the dj business and i think it's all great you know i'm a dj no it's kind of part of my life it's a part of the creativity it's a part of different things and uh like i said if you're able to embrace that and that's something that's in your heart that that's gonna you're gonna fight for it a little bit more than just a place where you go and get some extra money, you know? And and when we started having this conversation, this was one of the directions that like, when you started going negative on me this afternoon, I just wanted to throw this in your face because what you said was exactly the reason why I know you love DJing is because it gives you an outlet for your creative side. Now, I know where you play and how you play and and the music you play might not allow you to fully express the creativity but having that midi mapping having the practicing that you're doing having the just playing in your house you know the love of djing doesn't necessarily have to be a love of djing for 
others. It doesn't have to be a love of DJing in a in a uh, paid performance sense. You know, there there is the love of just playing and, and just, you know, being creative. And that's right there, 100%, where that love comes from for you because you have that creative side and you get to express it in so many different ways. Uh, the, the stuff I do at the casino, a friend of mine who does these big, big weddings. I've had him on the show, DJ Cadillac. Uh, we both got asked to do another casino over in West Virginia. They wanted to try some stuff out. And for me, it was like I said, I like to get creative in those atmospheres. I have fun doing all that. He comes back. He goes, those were the longest four hours of my entire life. I'm like, why? What happened? He goes, well, I'm used to weddings where I'm getting out there and jumping around with people. And he goes, all I did was mix. And he goes, he goes, I want to, I want to get the people involved. And I'm on the opposite end going, I'm happy because there's a separation between me and people and I get to mix. <laughs> So you have to find your niche. His is yeah. the people in that wedding, and, and he does so well at it. So if you find, like Dan, we talked about you being the performer and how you really do like entertaining that way. And uh, if you can find that niche and make it work for you financially, that's a whole, I mean, there's so much to it. You, you, you can't just, um, things are not black and white, this way or that way. There's a whole lot of grays in the center, and you got to find your shade. And yes, but, Randy, I'm putting out a book. So there. <laughs> and so that that was one of the things like, so why I love DJing, right? My number one, you know, I get paid to make people have fun and, you know, make people feel happy and to dance. I mean, like that's, that's what I get a, a thrill off of when I'm DJing is, is, you know, not the puppet master type of thing. Oh, I made you do this dance. But like just the fact that I get people up and they're having a good time, they're smiling and they're dancing and they're, and they're enjoying themselves. And, you know, you know, go, go back to Atlantic city. Now, unfortunately you guys weren't able to join us this year, but you know, when we did that, when we did the chill event, I couldn't just play chill music. Like I had to get play music that was going to be, make people get up and, and just have a good time. And that's, that's the direction when I play majority of the time, that's the direction I love to go because I just, I, when people start moving, it just makes me feel more energized from it. So which album were you playing from? Were you playing from sports or four? I will have you know, and I took a picture of it and sent it to you that I did play I a Huey did. Lewis track that night and nobody danced yet. I just want to say, Dan, you're not alone because there was one night I was at the casino and I'm scrolling through songs and um, I think it was Harder Rock and Roll came up in the BPM range and all that. And I'm like, that'll work here. And I played it, took a picture and sent it to John. <laughs> So you're not alone there. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, let's see. Howie, Howie and the crew are up next out at djntv.com slash chill. You guys can bounce out there. Tonight they're going to be talking about uh, the situations where if the uh, laptop, if you're having a problem with the laptop, laptop dies, gets stolen, whatever, um, they're going to dig into uh, some some uh, ideas with how to handle situations like that. Uh, they'll be recording at 10 o'clock Eastern here in just a few minutes, so djntv.com slash chill. And then after that, uh, they'll open things up and everyone can jump in and chat and have a good time in the hallway room there, which is our chill room. So uh, that's tomorrow or tonight. Then tomorrow night, we're going to be doing tomorrow's we're going to do our, our monthly training night. And it's going to be going from eight until 10 o'clock Eastern tomorrow night. But we're going to be doing uh, it's going to be a little bit different because we've got a variety of things that have happened. Uh, we've got uh, some folks who uh, have had a family members. We had a family member pass away in, in one. 
Uh, another has got uh, a, a, a sickness, I believe, or did they have, I think someone's in the hospital with there. So we've got some things going on. So we're going to have Ben Stowe come in uh, to start us off tomorrow night. And he's actually going to be talking about uh, some of the gear deals that are going to be available that are going to be continuing into the um, the the Mobile Entertainment Expo next week. So for those of you who are into the DJ and TV and here tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern, you're going to get to hear these gear deals first, and you're going to be able to get in on them uh, and get your orders in if there's something you're looking for. Uh, this is going to, be, uh, going to be the time to do it because they've got some uh, great show pricing that's coming up for next week, but it starts for you guys who are watching tomorrow night on our channel so uh, djntv.com slash virtual expo will get you the link and then uh, brian red's going to be uh talking um uh, talking building folders um let's see i think uh rachel's going to be with us and jason jan i i think uh yeah stacy and uh and and superfly both had uh, family emergency things that have happened here in the last uh, about 48 hours um unfortunately so our, our uh, thoughts and prayers are going out to both of them because they've got some things going on um in there with their uh families so That'll be tomorrow night, 8 to 10 o'clock. Um, and then after that, then we'll be back in the chill room where the guys are going to be actually talking about some of the songs uh, that we were talking about during the show um, and kind of playing those in the chill room and uh, kind of leading a discussion around some of those and having some fun with that. So there we are. MJ, is this your week for a show? Uh, I want to tell the people, keep an eye out because I want to talk to you after the show to whether I okay. should do it to tomorrow Wednesday or wait till next week during the expo and cover some stuff you know, because that's mid, kind of midweek. Uh, it's uh, uh, they don't. It's it's not like the DJ Expo where the the um, uh, showroom opens up like second day. They wait a little bit later. So yeah. I want to talk and get your opinion on that and uh, whether to cover the stuff then because I have a feeling that there's going to be some more. There's definitely going to be hands on uh, some of the new equipment because the Pioneer already said that they're going to have the rev both revs there. Um, but who knows what else might be out that might need to be talked about. So keep an yeah. eye out either this Wednesday or next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Excellent. I think that's so, it, Dan. All right. Well, on that note, thank you very much for taking time. Hopefully you loved the show. And uh, <laughs> we had, yeah, there we go. There we go. Shady, shady mm. toss back. All right. Uh, but no, I do appreciate everybody. And, and we thank you very much for taking time out of your night to join us. Have yourself a great one. We'll see you next time.